We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Yes it is, folks. Now, we've changed up a few things on the show. What we've decided to do was have two 30-minute segments per show. And the reason why we chose to do this is because we're trying to break them up into 15-minute segments. But, um, needless to say, it didn't work out. So we're going to try it this way. And plus, it gives us more storage capacity on the servers, and it helps out a lot, being that we're doing a daily show. So we can rotate the episodes out a lot quicker. All right, now that you have looked under the hood with us, let's get started on today's topic. Now, there are people that you will encounter on the dating scene that think that their situation is universally acceptable to everyone else. So, they're looking at it from a centric view. They may be embarrassed or ashamed of the situation that they're in, and therefore, they feel as though you should accept everything associated with them at that particular time lock, stock, and barrel. Now, one of the problems that people face, and a lot of men in my age range and a little bit younger in their 40s run into this. Women may have that teenage kid that they really can't control. Especially younger women in their 30s who had the child young. They don't quite understand the dynamic. Take for instance, she was 20 and had the child. And now she's 35 and the child is 15. And the child is now showing that they are going to be a little bit more challenging to her. And they're going to contest things she says. Uh, They're going to have a lot of talking back to them. And it's going to be a situation where she may think that the only solution is to bring a man in her life because it will be a twofold purpose. One, he will be the new sheriff in town to straighten the kid out, and two, she will have her man. Now, this is the false thinking a lot of women have. Ladies, a lot of these men who come into your home like this, I can tell you, they will either try to assert control and try to take the place of the father, or they will not necessarily fulfill that role that you would like for them to take on. Now, why are the two extremes? The two extremes exist because of one thing. You may be dealing with a man who is trying to assert himself in order to continue the pattern of behavior he's already established. That could very well be that he had an inferiority complex of some sort, or he had to reassert his masculinity, and this is one way of doing it. And that way would be to come in and take charge, take control. 
Now, there are other people who have been fathers before who will come into the situation and try to finesse their way through. You know, become friends with the kid, that kind of thing. That is a possibility, but sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes it does. It depends on the kind of relationship they establish. Then you have the other one who's hands off and they're just as a support mechanism and that's it. These are three of the main reasons why a lot of men may find it difficult to get with a woman who have teenage children. Because let's discuss the first one. He's already got an inferiority complex or insecurity in himself to come in so boisterous. The reason why I say this is because, yes, you may come into that environment, but here's the thing. That kid is already accustomed to mom being the person that they can manipulate. Therefore, this new guy comes in. He's a stranger. The kid may see him as an enemy, especially if he comes in assertive. They don't like being told what to do. Mom is more permissive. Mom then goes and starts defending the child. And when that happens, the guy sees it's not worth the effort to even be with her. Hate to say it, but that's the way it goes a lot of times. Because these men are not going to sit here and battle somebody else's kid that's not even theirs. And they're trying to go in. Now, some foolish men will do this. They will go in and try to lay the foundation. I'm the man. I'm the alpha male, etc., etc. And what that does, in essence, it reinforces that person's insecurity. The kid challenges them. You're not my father. Who the hell are you to tell me what to do? Well, I'm your father in this instance. No, you're not. You're delusional. You just think you're my dad. You're my mom's boyfriend. Let's leave it at that. And now you know anything you do to discipline a kid who responds like that, physically, it's going to work against you. Because the only thing mom has to do is say, don't you put a hand on my child. only thing mom has to do is to say, baby, go to your room. And you're thinking that it's over. Okay, I told him. And then she'll give you a lecture about the way you're going to handle her kids around her. Or she could be one of these very, very passive and permissive moms. Usually with this type of mom, the kids have already run over her and they are running the roost. In other words, you'd have to be more accountable to that kid than her because she doesn't have a spine. She's just going to go with whatever the kid says. So if the kid brings a gun in the house, where'd you get the gun from? Don't you worry about it. You're not my dad. Give me that gun. Man, I ain't giving you shit. Now you see what you're facing. What you gonna do, fight it? Say, take rest as you get the gun from it. And then the next day he goes to school and the police are at your door, charging with assault on a minor. That's not gonna look too good for you, will it? So you're putting yourself in a bad situation. And God help you if the dad's in prison and is getting out soon. Or the dad gets wind of it. Nobody lays hands on my boy. Now you got an escalation. This is the reason why I tell you men, before you get involved with a single mom, especially with teenage kids, 
she has to have the control over those kids. Those kids have to be well-mannered and well-disciplined because it makes no sense to get in a relationship with a woman and she has no control of the very people she created when they're minors. Now, when they're grown, that's a whole different story. But as kids, I'm telling you, she didn't do something right along with the father. So you have to look at it that way. And some will have hands up saying, well, I don't know what came over him. Uh, he acts like his dad, etc. She can come up with all the excuses in the world. But once that kid has more power than the mother, once that kid has more influence, you have a problem. I'll never forget a friend of mine had dated a single mom who had a 16-year-old son. And the 16-year-old son was buck wild. We cussed at his mom, called her a bitch, all this stuff, right in front of us. We came over one night to pick him up, me and my friend. And we're like, yo, we're going out to the club, and we thought that he and his lady was going. Well, the lady couldn't go because she and the son had a dispute. And he was afraid to go because he was afraid that the son would then run over the mom as he usually did. So he's holding us up, and we're like, man, come on, you got to make a decision. Well, y'all go ahead, man. I'll be there later. Well, he never came. Heard from him a couple of days later. And he said, you know, she and the boy got into an argument. I had to break it up. Told him to go to his room. He said, I you know that fool spit in my face. He said, I reared back and was getting ready to hit him, and she grabbed my arm. And I told him, I said, why are you in a situation like that? She has no control over the situation. If she can't control him by herself, what the hell makes you think as an outsider you have a say in it? And you have to look at these things. I told him, I said, you know, if you would have hit that boy, your ass would have been locked up because mom would have gone on that kid's side and your ass would have been in trouble because she probably would have then told the baby's daddy to cover her ass. And there you were. Well, I wasn't thinking. Well, the only thing he was thinking about at the time was the pussy he was getting from this woman. It takes more than that. And I hear a lot of women say it's hard, it's difficult. I've heard it all. I've been with women who couldn't control their children, so I know about this. And I will tell you one thing to keep in mind. When you start seeing them coddling them, you start seeing them excusing every little thing that, you know, they can get away with it. And I'll never forget one time when we were over there that night we went to pick him up, what that, what that son said to him. You don't live here. Only me and my mom live here. You're just visiting. When he said that, we all just looked at each other. We said, yo, man, we'll catch you later. We went on and got out of there. Because we knew what he was dealing with. I had married a woman who had a teenage kid, so I know. And it gets like that. And you'll never replace dad if dad was somebody that, even if they never knew dad, they have more respect for him, even if he hadn't paid child support or whatever. And so you got to be careful on that, too. Because some of you guys will get frustrated and then say, well, your daddy ain't shit and he never did anything for you. Oh, boy, you could step on a landmine with that one. Especially 
if their kid wants to seek out who their father is or if they want to know their father or meet their father and never had a chance to because of mama, that could be a problem. You are getting involved in a domestic situation that's pre-existing. And one thing I want you to understand, fellas, when you walk into a situation like this with a very weak mother, she's been through this before. She's had men come into her life and leave her for that same reason. And these are some of the women that will say men ain't shit. I gotta find me a real man. What they're really saying is I gotta find me a real man that'll put up with the shit that I'm gonna bring to him. They forget that part of the equation. It's just like people who quote, quote scripture and they only quote part of it, but not the full scripture. The part they like. So these are things that you, as men, have to look at and think about before you get involved. A lot of you young men, you 17, 18, some cases 15, 16 year olds, that get yourselves involved in something like this. You better know what the hell you're getting at, especially if the woman's older. And see, the reason why some of these women will go for a younger man who really doesn't know all of the details is because she can manipulate him a lot better. She'll treat him just like she does her son. Because, see, he's going to be happy to have some older pussy. A mom-like figure that's going to take care of him. And he has this title of being the man of the house, dad. And she could be 35, he'll be 28. He'd be 15. And he thinks he has some room to really throw his weight around. And a lot of you young men get caught up in situations like this when you try to venture out and try to be that man because your dad left home early or mom ran him away or a situation where he was irresponsible or in jail. You don't have to take up and do that. And more than likely, your mother's gonna tell you that's a bad deal, that's a bad idea, listen to her. At one point, you need to listen to her about that because you're introducing yourself into a situation where if that other mother does not have control of those children, you're asking for it. Even if they're younger in some cases. You don't have to be 15 to give you a piece of their mind. They could be 10, 11, 12. These kids are smart now. I was looking at one show. This girl was 10 years old and she didn't like the guy that her mom was dating. So she went on the CPS website in her community and started writing fictitious things about this man. They had the police come over. They questioned him up and down. The mom was mad at the daughter. And the daughter said, try me. She knew it. And her resentment was the mom ran off the dad. And that child never let her forget it. 
And on the documentary, she talked about how she had tried. This kid had gone through all kind of youth camps and all this other shit. The mom was trying to fix her. You see these parents spending twenty, thirty thousand dollars to send them to these correctional facilities and these youth camps and these wilderness things. And then you hear about the stories, about some of them. They go on TikTok and post about how horrible it was. But see, a lot of parents don't prepare for their children. Where they take child development courses. So they have an idea of how this kid's going to evolve. Some of the things that they're going to have to understand before they get to certain stages. Because what you did with, what your parents did with you may not work in this newer generation. Plain and simple. My mother even told me that. She said the way I reared you was different from the way I was reared. Because I knew I had to modify my approach with you. Because there were new things that were challenges. Now, what's the biggest challenge for most parents now? It's actually social media. Why do you think all these parents now are crying about, oh, uh, Facebook and Instagram, they're, they're abusing our kids. They're, they're... No, you are the problem. Because it starts with you educating your child in a way where they would be disciplined enough to know when they're being manipulated and when they're not. But many of you just drop them off and as long as they're in their room, you don't care. You're online yourself trying to pursue a man. Kids growing up like weeds in the backyard. And then you get mad at the kid when something really bad happens. Son gets involved in a drive-by shooting. Daughter gets caught with an older man. Oh, then you become a parent. Then you get upset. Then you get upset. I'll never forget one time I dated a lady. And she had a teenage daughter. Daughter was, I think, 15. And she cheated on me one night. And I knew she had cheated. And after I found out, I confronted her about it. Her daughter came from the other bedroom and said, Motherfucker, you don't accuse my mother of cheating, etc., etc. First time I ever heard that child raise her voice or even do that the rest of the time, it was all smiles and giggles. And I said, whoa, okay. She listened to our conversation in the living room. We weren't arguing. I wasn't raising my voice. I just asked her about, so who are you cheating with? And that was the trigger for the daughter. Did mom tell her to go back in her room? Did mom tell her to apologize? Did mom tell her, no. And I knew who wore the pants in that house. Her daughter did. And the reason why her daughter put on that facade was because mom was preoccupied with me, which meant that she had more time to start messing around with older men online. 
after we broke up. My mom calls crying, I need to talk to you. What's going on? My daughter got caught with a 32-year-old man. Well, what's wrong with that? What do you mean, what's wrong with that? I said, you allowed it. She didn't get any empathy from me. She was 17, got caught with a 32-year-old man who was married. Man wound up losing his marriage behind it, and then eventually lost his job and his house. And she really thought he was going to be with her. He passed her ass off, kept going. But this is what you will have to deal with. Now, I'm not condemning all single mothers with teenage kids, because there's some good single mothers out there with teenage kids who the kids will respect because she laid the foundation for them to respect her. But you as a single man going into a situation like that where it's bad and you that's the first thing you need to look at is to see how they interact with the parent. That's going to tell you a lot. Even with that young lady that I was with, when her daughter came out of her neck like that, never heard it before, never saw it before. Came out of left field. And then I started to realize, oh, she controls the tempo in this family. She was the one that was so pleasant when my girlfriend introduced me to her. She was the one that was so kind, so nice, telling her mother, oh, you should bring him over more often. She groomed a mom. You know, you have adults grooming kids. She groomed her own mother. Because she wanted her mom with somebody. So she had the free time to herself. This is what happens. I remember one night she called me. She said, I think somebody has been in my daughter's room. Hmm, Why is that? I found a cigarette lighter in her room. She doesn't smoke. Well, may want to ask her where it came from. She told me that she found it. Well, who knows? Came home one time when we were together smelling like weed. Then I had to learn that I could not go and accept everybody I had to start filtering because fellas sometimes some women will give you that guilt trip about how men have dogged them out etc etc why men are not with them that kind of thing and it has a lot to do with they see problems that's the reason why most single men bypass women with children altogether. This is not, by any stand, by any chance, means that women are bad because they've had children. Children didn't ask to be here. As a younger man, if you're going to play that game, I would advise you not to. And if you're going to, by any chance, get with an older woman 
who's already had her children and her tubes tied or can't have any more. But her kids are grown when they're 18 and older. It'll make life much easier. Because at that point, she'll probably have control over her life. Because the kids can't wait to get out of mom's house. It'll make it much easier for you. If you're going to do that. But you're going to have to be very selective and just not grab her because she wants you. Because that mom with those kids wants you. And she's going to make you the man of the house. And you're feeling proud because now you're the man of the place where she lives. And more than likely, she's going to move you in. And that may be problematic too. What if the kid doesn't like you? Oh, they can make it very difficult for you. You're only one accusation away. One accusation away from having your reputation and freedom ruined. I'm not saying don't date them, but be very careful in your selection of a woman with children. Look and see if she has control over the situation. I'm telling you, that's vital. I can't reiterate that enough because a lot of you guys go out there, you fall in love, and you're just saying, oh, well, the kid will be out at 15. They'll be out in three years. They'll be going on their way. Those may be the toughest three years of your life. And then not only that, the kid may not want to leave after three years. There are people that have written me on this show that have had grown-ass men and women still living at home with them, comfortable. One situation, the young man told his mother, he was 35 years old, told his mom, well, I'm going to hang here because once you pass away, I'll get the house. Well, I pay rent. And he thought nothing was wrong with that. That's a hell of a thing to tell your parents. The very person that provided the very house that your ass is sitting in. But she didn't have the backbone to kick him out. She was so worried about coddling him to make sure that he was prepared for the world. It's just like that would be the equivalent of a woman breastfeeding a kid when he's 12 years old. Then you have those kids that boomerang. They go out, they get their own place, they get a whole bunch of debt racked up, and now they're coming home because they got their ass whooped. And it's gonna take them a while to get on their feet, and the parents trying to help them get on their feet. But during their process, they're taking a sweet ass time to do so. They get comfortable. Well, why should I leave? Mom and dad are going to be sick soon and I have to take care of them. And so the only way they're going to come out of that environment a lot of times is if someone else already has themselves established better than they do. Like the lady that told me before she would even think about moving in with me, which I did not ask for, but she told me, I'm living with my parents now. I'm not going into an apartment. A man's going to have to have a house for me to walk into and decorate and clean the way I want. 
I said to myself, good luck in that fantasy. Sitting there with a goddamn high school diploma, trying to make demands like that. With a job that only paid $7 and change an hour at that time, man, please. But that's the way she felt because the way she was treated at home was like a queen. But this is what you have to deal with sometimes. And ladies, you're going to have to filter out the guys that are going to come into your life and come in contact with your children, especially your teenage kids. You've got to have some rules and some understanding. See, as a guy coming in dating a woman with children, depending on their ages, will dictate how you can influence them and the type of influence you will need to use with them. You can't use one generic totalitarian authoritarian approach that doesn't work. If they're young, you can educate them. You can help them in that sense, but make sure you bypass, make sure you pass by everything by mom first so that you all be on the same page. And ladies, you got to watch the guy that you're with. But hell, while you're around the kids, he's playing around with them with the play school stuff. And then you go to work, and then all of a sudden, he got the kids rolling joints. Like the one lady caught the guy on Facebook doing. Had the woman's five-year-old rolling joints for him. And he on Facebook Live with it. Laughing. are things you have to really really watch because after all who's going to be responsible for those children you the mother and it's a hell of a responsibility and the last thing you need is another child in your house another liability another person you got to take care of have to watch you already got your plate full so you're going to have to understand that not every man is meant for you just because he's convenient. And sometimes we forget that when we seek out relationships, we look for the most convenient type. We're going to talk more in a moment. I got my divorce yesterday, and last night I wanted to party like a rock star. Ten years of a wasted marriage with a loser that had nothing to offer but mediocre dick. My coworker took me to a black club last night and I had the most fun ever. Silk wrap skirt and stiletto heels. Your girl learned how to cha-cha and electric slide. I had Hennessy for the first time and slow dance with a man that was so tall that his dick was between my titties. This goes for single women who've never been married but have children, teenage children. This goes for divorced women who have teenage children. Now, one thing you'll notice is with divorced women, it seems to be a better rapport, usually, between she and the children, in that 
not always, but most often than not, because the kids had the opportunity to have the father in the home. So they have a point of reference, good, bad, or indifferent, to measure the new guy by. Sometimes the single mothers do not have that luxury because maybe he left her when she was pregnant, so the rapport was never established. Now, some widowed women, unfortunately, if they've had a spouse that had an accident or something that had happened to them, may be left in that situation. And there's a whole different approach for them because you have to be sensitive about her loss and the children's loss. And it's more of a thing where you are getting them to open up. You're getting them to share with you those happy moments. The last thing you need to do is to come in and be critical. I remember one time, a person I knew had a child and she was married to this guy and the guy did something very stupid. He was going to take a speedboat, test it out for the first time, Now, this guy has never had any experience with it before, ever. And he was down on this lake in Florida. And it ended tragically for him. He wound up dying. And after that happened, she started dating about two years afterwards. Well, the guy she wound up dating was a little insensitive because of his upbringing. And... He made a flippant joke one time when they were out, where he said, I won't be stupid enough to rocket across the lake with a speedboat. And then he caught himself. Well, that particular comment cut very deep. And their relationship was never the same. And she ended it based on that. So that level of sensitivity has to be there when you're going into those situations. And usually, The family will be closer. Mom and the children will be closer if they had the loss of a father. So that means that you as the man can't go in there trying to put on a a cape and be a superhero and try to eclipse the dad. The dad had his own relationship with the kids and the mom. You can't replace that. You can't trump that, so don't try it. You have to establish a new beginning just like they're trying to do with you. You respect their fallen father. For whatever rights or wrongs he had, let her talk the negative stuff about him if there's something negative. You as the guy coming in, you have nothing to say. Same thing with divorcees. You weren't there, so you can't really have an opinion on it. So you have to just remain neutral and just be a listening boy. You may have it where The kids had a wonderful relationship with their father and the mother had a horrible one. And she may let her feelings spill over and she and the kids get into an altercation or confrontation about it. At that point, the only thing you can do is just be mediated and try to break them up. But don't say anything either way because you don't know. You weren't there. Kids aren't stupid. They're very observant. 
when you go in dealing with a single mom, there's a different approach. Because true enough, you can't say yay or nay because you weren't there either. But you have to understand that there's a good possibility the kid's going to have more autonomy than they would with a divorcee, than they would with a widow. Doesn't always have to be the case, but usually they've established a better grasp on the relationship because they have something to compare it to. In a single mom situation, they may not. Some of the women have been trying to find a man and the kid may accidentally mention some other man's name that you haven't heard of before and she's mad at them. It's not their fault. If you're bringing a carousel of men in, they're going to slip up. The kids are going to do it. They're going to slip up and and make a mistake and say the wrong name. Because it's not their job to help you manage your own life. It's your job as the parent. Now, a lot of single mothers and a lot of you are going to probably get on my case about this. And the only reason why I'm bringing this out is because many of you have written in and wondering why it was so difficult and wondering if it's because I have children. And a lot of you women with teenage kids especially ask this question. It all depends on your parenting style. It all depends on how those kids are disciplined. Self-discipline. Not where you got to tell them to do, but where you have done the work. Now, will they be perfect? Nobody's asking for perfection. The only thing that a guy wants to see is that they respect you. That's enough. That's enough. But there's some parents that don't even get that from their kids. I remember one time I met a lady and I was actually thinking about taking her out on a date. And she said, yeah, well, I got three badass kids. They're so disrespectful. When she said that, I lost interest. I immediately lost interest. And when she said that that was all I needed to know, you made my decision for me, lady. Thank you very much. Because if you gave birth to him and you thought of him that way, hell, what do you think I'm going to think of him? Now, Let's turn the shoe on the other foot. Single women winding up with a man who has kids through a divorce or custody battle or something of that sort. You know, that's very rare for a man to have custody of his children. Maybe he lost his ex for whatever reason. You still have to have the same level of sensitivity as a man would if he was going into a family like that as well. Let's be respectful. Now, there are some men that are hands-off dads. If they have daughters especially, daughter gets everything, she can do anything, she can say anything, act anyway, because he's busy trying to make a living for them, or he's hanging out with his buddies. So he's not really being a parent. Irresponsibility comes in all races, genders, classes. 
And so the daughter may look at you as competition. And then again, you have some that look at you as being their buddy, being their friend. Now, it's not uncommon for potential step-parents to become confidants, where the kids will tell you something they wouldn't tell their blood relative, their blood parent. And you have to weigh whether or not it's important enough to share it with that parent or not. Because it could be something life-threatening. Ladies, just think for instance, you have a man that has two sons and a daughter, and they're all teenagers. And the daughter comes to you and tell you that a guy had sexually assaulted her at school. Yes, you'd have to tell the father this. But she'd be afraid to tell the father that, and she'd feel as though it was one of those things where dad's going to really go off. would have to know. Or one of the kids will say something to the effect of, I got in a fight today, but I don't want dad to find out. Again, that's his child. You got to share that. Women are very good at keeping secrets. And ladies, you got to understand, in those kind of situations, you got to tell the truth. You got to let that kid know that you're going to have to tell them. And in some cases, they may want want to use you to tell them because it may be an easier way of them communicating to their father. Because if they say something, you know how it is with children, the parents get ready to go fight and go off the handle. And they don't want their dad to get in trouble. So they have permissive moms and permissive dads as well. Now, you may walk into a situation where you're going to be facing headwinds, where the daughter will think, well, you'll never be like my mother. And they call you by your first name and say, well, you'll never be my mother. I'll never call you mom. I'll never call you stepmom. And they may be adversarial with you. You may tell them, hey, you know, we got to get ready for school. No, dad tells me when I get ready for school. You're not dad. You're not my mom. Now, women have a shorter fuse when it comes to that. They will leave a relationship quickly, more so than a man will when it comes down to him being in a relationship with single mothers. A woman with a single dad, she ain't gonna put up with that shit because especially if she's single because of the fact that she knows she's more marketable than he is. So there's a good possibility she'll find a better situation quicker than he will. And then there's the fact of dealing with the baby's mother. Depending on how the baby's mother lost the kids. Because many women, they consider it embarrassing to lose their children. So if she had a drug addiction and she's trying to clean herself up, she may be very hypervigilant on who the kid is around. And so therefore, doesn't matter. You're still another woman and she may perceive you as a threat. So therefore, she can make your life a living hell.
have to watch that. I was watching a, a show on Discovery ID. Man and woman had children. They moved to this place in Indiana. And the wife wasn't really in love with them. And what happened, she started going out with her girlfriends. And eventually her girlfriend, who was in a bad marriage, had already been cheating, and she hooked her up with someone to cheat with. And so she started doing so. Well, this guy was eventually talked into killing her husband because he was going to fight for child custody. They were getting ready to go for a divorce because he knew his wife was cheating. And so they went on and went to court. And the mother got the children. Well, he made more money, had the place established a lot better. And so he was going to go back because she had taken his kids out of state so he couldn't see them. She wouldn't tell them where they were. So he goes back and she comes to court and she makes up all these lies about he had attacked the kids, whipped the kids, and she had coached them to try to solidify her position. And one of the kids said none of that happened. And of course, the judge didn't believe her or the kids. And he was going to really lean towards giving the father full custody. Well, she didn't like that. So, she had a few things planted in his house, and she called the cops. She'd want to come over and bring the kids over, and he thought that that was the best thing in the world. He was seeing his kids again. But when she would get over there, she would plant drugs in his house. And then she called the police. The police came over, and he said, you got to get a warrant. They went back and got one. And they started searching. She had an informant, a guy that worked with the police and was a criminal himself, that her new boyfriend hooked her up with, who set him up. So they find the drugs. He's in trouble. He gets locked up. She takes the kid down to Florida. Now down in Florida, she goes into this brainwashing session with the kids, telling them horrible things about the father and what he'd done to her and all of these things. The man gets out of jail. Three years later, he goes up for trial and they find him guilty because he had the amount of drugs in his house. And so he had to wind up doing three years. He gets out, he can forget trying to get custody of his children. Well, his oldest daughter, I think she became 16. She ran away from home, went back up to Indiana to see her dad. And she got there and told him about all the things that mom was doing with the other two children. He goes down to Florida, confronts her about it. She calls police. The cops doesn't see, they don't see any kind of any signs of domestic violence, the kids turned against her and said no. And they were begging her father at that point to take them back with them. Well, she moves out of Florida, moves to another state, 
he doesn't see these kids again until they're 20. And when they sat down with them and talked about what they went through in those years, the 16-year-old stayed with him. And the other two finally came when they were in their 20s. And they had some horrific tales. They had gotten so broken down financially at one point. They were in outside of uh, the city in uh, South Carolina, um, Myrtle Beach. Mom was selling ass out of the house. And that's how they were making it. The young boys talked about how many men used to come to their home. How many times he got beat up by the guys that would come in and try to rip the mom off, trying to defend her. And each one of those children had problems except for the girl that slipped off and came to Indiana from Florida. So folks, what happens? You never know what you're dealing with when you are associating yourself with someone. You never know the depth of it until you're in it. A good mother, a good father that has children will let them know up front what's going on. So you know what you're getting into. And they're also looking out for the safety of their children. They don't want their children hurt. They don't want their children abused. They don't want their children mistreated or in the company of someone who could endanger their lives or livelihood. And that makes sense. So what am I saying here? I'm saying that as a single woman or a single man getting involved with someone who has children, please understand some of the things that you're taking on, some of the responsibilities so that you'll be full aware of kind of what to expect. You know, it's just like when you get ready to go scuba diving, you just won't go in there with swim trunks. You'd put on scuba gear, wouldn't you? Well, it's the same thing with this. But see, sometimes we let our feelings and our love and our heart go before our minds. And that's where we run into trouble. We can't allow that to happen. You only have one life. What you think about it? You know, I was looking at one show the other night, and this man had been in prison for 42 years of his life. Guess how old he was? 20. He was 60. I think it was 68. 42 years of his life was gone. So, what kind of life did he have? The only thing he knew was prison. That's a hell of a way to live your life. You're in a free country and your ass will wind up behind bars. So these are things that, you know, common sense, but people don't sometimes use that when they are in that emotional euphoria. But you have to you have to really think it through. Now, there's sometimes that people will have conditions associated with the children. You can't come over if uh, 
baby's dad is over here. You can't do this or can't do that when the baby's dad is here or when the baby's mother is here. Some of you may have to face those conditions. Is it something that you can stomach? Is it something you're going to be able to deal with? Look, let me show you how absurd people are. There was a man that was married who hired a private investigator and this is the reason why his wife left him because she found out how much she paid this private investigator paid him over $12,000 to keep tabs on the mistress that he was sleeping with who was also married who had a boyfriend on her side Now, how dumb is that? You're married, she's married, and she has a boyfriend. And you're upset because she's cheating on you and her husband with someone else. And you jeopardize your marriage for that flimsy arrangement. It's stupid. But love will make you do stupid things based on your interpretation of it. People have done some dumb shit for love. Like the guy who went and robbed a damn pawn shop to get a ring, an engagement ring for his girlfriend. And the pawn shop owner said, the ring was only $300. I would let him have it for $150. But he got locked up because he wasn't thinking. He never once tried to do it the right way. And a lot of times, doing it the right way is the best way. Because you're not going to really get a hit doing it any other kind of way. You may think you will because you have that gratification at that moment. But there are consequences with every choice we make in life. If life was that easy, everybody would be rich. Everybody would be in a pristine relationship. Birds would be chirping. Everything would be wonderful, but it's not. So we have to deal with the cards we're dealt. Now, another thing you have to look at too. What is your future gonna look like in those kind of situations? How much will you veer off from what you planned on doing in the beginning before you met that person from your own personal goals? Because now things have to be altered because you're taking on more responsibility, more mouths to feed, more people to take care of. Is that falling in line with your life goal or you plan on actually landing in life? Or is it a distraction or some sort of detour or obstruction? And you have to make that abundantly clear to your partner and to yourself as to where you're going. So they will have an idea and you will have an idea and nobody's lost in the woods. It can be challenging at times. Let me tell you. Very challenging. Because you may look a few years later, I said, damn, 
I didn't put enough money away in retirement. Damn, I didn't make enough money. Damn, if it weren't for those kids, if it weren't for her, if it weren't for him, if it weren't for those damn kids, I could have been in New York making this or that. And this is where that sacrifice comes in. You know, that one where you're looking to achieve and accomplish the things you would like to in life. Well, how much of that are you willing to compromise? Because you will. As a single person, you will. A lot of you listening to this podcast who are single are saying, hell no, that's not going to be me. I'm not going to be that person for that kind of lifestyle. Well, believe it or not, there are some people who are. There are some people who find having a family is more important than how much money they make in the future. There are some people who will go and spend their whole lives looking for love. They'll relocate for it. They will take on stuff that you never imagined for the sake of love. Because to them, that's their happiness. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be true. It just has to be believed. And that's what this person is doing. Believing that this is something that will eventually happen and work in their favor. And sometimes we don't think of it that way. We think of it as a situation where, you know, we'll just deal with it as it comes along. Well, that's good for a younger person in their 20s to think because you still feel with optimism. You get about close to 28 or 29, going into 30, you're going to start rationalizing stuff. And you're going to start becoming a lot more cognitive about the choices you make in life and how directly they will impact you. Because as you get older, the decisions you make, they're going to come, the repercussions and some of the things that are associated with it are going to come to you 100 miles an hour, as opposed to how they came to you in the past where they were a little bit slower, a bit more lethargic, now they're going to be coming at you even faster. Well, you're going to have to make better decisions in a shorter period of time. Costly decisions. Decisions that could set you back a lifetime if you aren't careful. At 30 to 39, coming back home trying to start over again, that's difficult. That's difficult. Very difficult. Because you got ailing parents that really can't be in that supportive role like they used to be when you were younger and they were working and making more money. So it's going to be tougher. And as you get older, it's going to be tougher to recover from the setbacks, financial especially. And so you have to keep that in mind. Now, some people have this option where they think, well, you know, if worse comes to worse, they're her kids or they're his kids and I could always leave them. And then, you know, they can go on their merry way. True enough, some people will think that way. But you have to understand, what would the quality of the relationship be in the first place? Because this person is just not going to start thinking like that when things get tough. They're going to be thinking that way all the way through the relationship they'll be looking for their own personal benefit and you have to look at their incentive for them to be with you 
a single woman that can't find a good man with a good job. Well, she may see a man with kids as being stable, and that may be the incentive for her to be with him more so than her loving him. That guy that may not have a place to stay may look at that single mom that has an apartment or has her place as more stable than where he is, and he will go and take advantage of that opportunity. But you gotta understand, the opportunity carries more weight than the love does in situations like those. Now, if it's coincidental, that's different. But if it is the agenda, there's a problem. Well, folks, I want to thank you for listening. And we're on anchor.fm backslash romantic truth and on facebook.com backslash romantic truth. And you can also find us on any of the platforms Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. We're on pretty much all of them iTunes. We're on um, Apple Podcasts. We're on, gosh, so many. So anyway, I want to thank you for listening. Take care, be safe. And I just want you to think about these things because after all, it's your life and your partner's life. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.